And we are back, back in the Schultz's basement. Myself and TC3 here. It is Monday, yep. August 2nd. And we got another great podcast for you guys. Really looking forward to this one. We're going to see, you know, where this takes us. We might just fly by the seat of our pants on this one, but I think it'll be oh a boy. good episode as always. Absolutely. Cue the intro. <laughs> Shades on tonight, Jack? Shades are on. Move. I'm going for some podcast stees. I'm takes, trying to really become, you know, a true podcaster. I think you just elevate yourself as a person when you walk into a home and you have your shades on and you just leave them on the whole time. It's a power yeah. move. Yeah. Well, see, I took them off when I came inside upstairs because I feel like mm-hmm. that's a little rude almost. Okay. If you don't, or and at then, least I, like say something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like before, you know, like before the pandemic, now everyone sort of got used to people seeing masks Mm -hmm. but like this was a joke from a comedian so i'm actually kind of stealing this but like if you open someone's door or knocked on someone's door and they open the door and are like wearing a medical mask like that should probably be the first thing they explain right Mm -hmm. they should probably say why they got the mask on otherwise it it's a little little sketchy i don't know why you're wearing a mask maybe nowadays it's not as different but it'd be more normal now but i'd still be like why are we wearing masks in the house here yeah so it might be a little bit rude with sunglasses on inside but it's just me and tommy down here Mm -hmm. and uh he's locked in we're going for the effect we're locked in um i have a question for you yeah speaking of masks so the pandemic began what march 2020 yep so fast forward to the holiday season for those of you who celebrate Christmas and whatnot. Uh, did your family like get together for that holiday, or were you guys still kind of isolated? Um, no, just we curious. didn't have. Yeah, we didn't have a formal. Just what we, mm-hmm. uh, what ended up shaking down. It was we saw some family members, but it was not a big like gathering yeah. like we normally have, which was disappointing. It but was. It, it is what it is, and um, last year was just so weird. Like the ups and downs, and like right now was. we're like we could be very well heading into another down, like with the Delta variant spreading and stuff like that. I I mean. Variant Schmarian. We'll I, I mean, that's what I hate to say that because it definitely <laughs> has affected people. But oh, no, I know it. Um, it does feel like how long can we let this go on for? You know, you never know what's the right answer, and we could just let this COVID thing go on and on. For, we already we're we're approaching what year and a half now yeah. of this being in the United States, and we're still going. So, yeah, I was curious. My family did we did it. We did the masks inside, so that made me think of it, and it did feel weird. Yeah, and it was uncomfortable and like kind of upsetting because like you hadn't seen anybody all year long and now here you yeah. are at Christmas like with masks on and it just no one was hugging or anything. It was weird. It was kind of funny when the whole mask thing shook down because actually probably two years ago as an impulsive probably like an Instagram buy they mm-hmm. snaked me. I bought some like <laughs> I bought some gotcha. like yeah like I bought some of those like uh f- like fishing buffs that you oh, kind of yeah. wear around yeah. your neck. Yep. And it was like a nice like five for five deal. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure people have seen this ad yeah. before. <laughs> and so I bought a Jack bunch of like Instagram goofy ads. ones or whatever. And I had like five of them. And I would just wear them every now and again fishing. I really didn't use them. But then everyone started wearing masks. Yeah, and then you're like, and I, I had these. such a great excuse to use all these cool mm-hmm. things like in public. Like normally yeah. I look like a freak. If, yeah. You know, I had one that was literally, I have it still. It's just a Joker mask. So, like, I pull it up over my nose, and it's, oh, like, a super creepy clown mask. And creepy. the looks I got from people, like, when I wear that was just so Dude, funny. the creepiest thing ever to me to this day still is people who wear the masks that, like, looks like someone's smiling. Oh, yeah, those so, like, are all, it, yeah. It's so awkward. Like, why those would you ever want to wear that? Those are the classic double take. You look, and it yeah. just doesn't look right, <laughs> like, and then you what realize what it is, and you're like, oh, okay. I'm a classic... Um, I was going with the disposable masks for a while when masks were still uh, very heavily enforced, and then I switched up to maybe like a, it was it was a Costco branded, yeah, thirty two cool little 
mask. It was a lot more lightweight. It was nice too, but disposables, one of those. I'm not I'm not too picky. I also like wasn't a mask hater. Like it was irritating, but when I was um delivering groceries last summer for a summer job, I got used yeah. to wearing it in the heat, you know, outside. See, that's and where my it, like, it got you. I got used to it, so now it's like eh, I'm, I'm okay. A, I'm a sweater, so just the I sweat your, too. Your, it was really your, your breath just not leaving. It's your disgusting. Face you gotta just have gum. Me. I had to like, chew gum all the time, twenty four seven. I would like. I'd be first of all. I'd walk to my class mm-hmm. and be already sweating from the walk over, and then yeah. I'm sitting there sweating more because I'm breathing into this thing that's just pushing my hot air back worst. into my forehead. That was my even though like. That was a fun time because it was like it's football season and there's like a lot going on and people are hanging out outside. So that part was cool. Yeah. But going to class, even in Michigan where it's not as hot, I can't imagine like going to school down south or even yeah. quite hotter where you were. But like going to going to class or like biking, you know, a mile to a class in 90 degree heat like yeah. with a backpack on was the worst. It was, it was so, so uncomfortable and gross. So and I felt like so disgusting. I felt so bad. I'm lucky. I'm fortunate at this point in my life. I got decent eyesight, so I don't have glasses. But oh, every okay. person I saw wearing a mask. Oh, fogged up. Oh, dude. I just felt, I had one professor. It was every yeah. five minutes he had to take a class like, remember, off to wipe them. It was, I felt Andy, so bad. Remember Andy Reid on the first football game when he had the shield yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> he, couldn't he, couldn't see see he couldn't see anything, dude. No way. <laughs> those shields were a little goofy. But they they yeah. were super goofy, but I, I never did those. I always just did the mask. And um, yeah. I actually, for the first like week or two I was shopping, I was doing gloves too. But then uh, yeah. someone in the medical field told me, don't do gloves. She's like, it just, she's like, it just gives you a false sense of protection. And like, you're going to touch yeah, other things well and forget. She's like, just wash your hands. So yeah. I started doing that. And um, washing well, your hands, man, is underrated. Like, <laughs> actually, peop- so many people. I, I wash my hands like, a lot more This now. conversation comes up every once in a while. But it's like something you take for granted, like mm-hmm. washing your hands. But there's so many people that don't do it. And yeah. it just makes things like I think people do it like more now. COVID. I hope so. Like, now yeah. I hope something like this would... People think more about washing their hands, but it can prevent so many, so many transmissions of stuff that mm-hmm. just you get on your hands throughout the day. Everyone does. Yeah, I would have never done that before previously, but like now, usually like, like getting home from work and like stuff like that. Like if I'm about to like, I was doing something like with wiffle ball. And I want to like eat. I always come home, wash my hands first, and then yeah. like go into the fridge. I used to, to. I used to never do that. Yeah, I used to never. But do you that. think about it a little bit more now. But uh, we got pretty sidetracked. But Jack, do you want to? Um, yeah, we have a tight window here for this phone call we want to make. Let's so, do it. Um, you know you what? You want to just make the call? Let's make the call. And just then bring we'll, him on? We'll bring him on. No introduction? Let's bring him on. Okay, with no introduction. You guys gonna, might know who we're talking we're about. We're going to bring him on right now. No introduction. Kind of. Jonah, what's good, my dog? How you doing? Good. Can you guys hear me good? Oh, yeah. I think I think we got you loud and clear, man. Uh, they might have not right, been able to hear good. me for a second, but... um. I, I'll be honest. I gave you. I gave you no introduction onto this show. I told him we had a tight window for this phone call, and I was like, "We're just gonna give him a call right now." So, ladies and gentlemen, we have Jonah Heath here on the line, as you now know, the 2021 MLW Home Run Derby champion. Congratulations, Jonah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this was Jonah's first derby, and the Diamondbacks did very well. And just be honest with me. Did you have any expectations or hopes of like doing good in this thing, or did you just come out there to have a good time? I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I I know I could like hit him. Obviously, I did not think I was. I thought maybe I'll crack the second round. I did not think I was going past that. I'm okay. So I have a follow up question. I I agree. Like I never have any, especially because I'm not very good at him. But I I was better when I was younger. But I never have any expectations going into him. And to be honest, I don't think a lot of people do. Besides maybe the Schultz brothers, I feel like they put pressure on themselves to do good in yeah. that because they always do good. But like, do you even think like people say, oh like guys like Saylor and Kyle Schultz and, like, their power hitters, like, do you think that actually even matters in derbies or is it all just a rhythm thing for you? Well, 
that's what I was thinking because you know, I was hyping up Sailor, and you know I'm with him a lot. And it, yeah, obviously he's got a really good swing. He can he has pop, but that's with a pitch coming in, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour. When you lob a ball, it's all about you know having that right like plane in your swing and hitting the ball right and like you know find that rhythm like I talked about in the video. So it's a, it's a little bit you got to have the pop, but also I think it's you know the right mindset and finding that rhythm. Well, that's cool. I think uh, I was happy for you. I think um, I've talked about you as kind of, you know, a guy in this league who maybe doesn't get all the spotlight because Nor- you have Norp on your team, who's obviously one of the faces of the league right now. But you're a very important mm-hmm. role player to the undisputed best team in the league right now. So maybe this will get you a little recognition. Who knows? Do you get any, do you get yeah, any, uh, any fan love in the comments and <laughs> in the DMs? Yeah, no, comments and DMs. Um, Sweet. I, get, I keep getting tagged in comments and I, Believe it or not, I'm getting some DMs. People want my jersey. I keep telling oh, them. Oh, that's sick. New merch, maybe. <laughs> uh, I, did you uh, did you go home and tell the family you won, or did you keep it on the low? Oh, no, I walked in with my uh, trophy <laughs> in the air. <laughs> that's sweet. How, because uh, this is only, this is your first full, you know, year in the league. Is your yep. uh, is your family into it? Do they not know a lot about the league, or how do they feel about you playing um, in the wiffle ball league? They're into it. Like, they watch it. I think mm-hmm. definitely my aunt is probably the biggest one. She me too. Me That's my, my aunt as well. Yeah, no. So I think I mean, my, my mom watches it and whatnot. She, you know, follows it here and there. But, yeah, my aunt, like, she's bought in. Mm-hmm. Well, I know the reason we're on a time crunch tonight is because you're in a slow-pitch softball league with some of your other buddies, including Jimmy. Yeah. And I think Shima. Is all the Diamondbacks oh, playing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the Diamondbacks guys are in a slow pitch softball league, so they're mm-hmm. they're bonding. They got good we team did, chemistry. We just lost. You lost a, a walk off. Uh, there's a guy in third. Oh no! Line drive to Shima in left center, <laughs> and he was going to make the throw home, and he tried to make the throw before he caught it, dropped it. And we hey, lost. I f- oh, I f- no. I feel for him. <laughs> I'll be the first to say I played one, like intramural softball, thing at Michigan State, and. I was expected to be the best player on our team, and I played shortstop. And, dude, playing shortstop mm-hmm. in slow-pitch softball is the world's worst thing because every ball easy. hit at you is just a missile. No, it the balls come flying in. And, like, I, I wasn't, wasn't wearing any, uh, any, any protection, if you know what I mean, Ooh, yeah. in, in, the, in, the, in the downstairs <sighs> oh, region. So I was, I was a little antsy at shortstop. I, oh, I was a little scared yeah, over there. Oh, shy away from it a little bit. I kind of had to. I mean, I still – I'd say – I mean, I was – I wasn't like awful, but I was not good by any means over there at shortstop. I was very, very yeah. mediocre, and it's like I don't know what I can do here because I'm not gonna. I'm in baseball. I'd sacrifice the body 100 percent of the time, but here in a college intramural softball league, I was like, this is. I'm not going to the hospital with my yeah. teeth knocked out here. Yes, <laughs> I just, I'm getting greeted by a fan right now. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Um, okay, so you have one more game tonight in your softball league. Uh, yeah, we're playing. We're playing Jake Moody of University of Michigan. Oh, the, the kicker, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, all of the Michigan fans listening, there you go. A little fun there fact. Go. But Jonah, yeah, got, um, I don't want to. You got some time still? You got five minutes. Okay. I got a question for okay, you. Okay, Jack's got you. Johnny, right first Good of all, first of all, congratulations. Hell of thank a job. You, thank you. Um, thank you. I you mentioned hey, the, you mentioned the trope. What's up, Jimbo? <laughs> Jonah, you mentioned the uh, the trophy. I think that was the highlight of my day. Actually, oh my was just god, handing dude, that thing you. is so sick. Yeah. So, what are your plans with that? Are you gonna try to mount that, or is that just something you know you're putting on a dresser? What are you doing with that thing? Using this firewood? Just kidding. I got my first apartment uh, up at school this oh. year. I'll be moving in later this month. That 
and my all-star jersey are going right up on the wall the moment I get there. Love that. Love to hear that. Hey, Those don't, are sick. The hang are em, sick. The jerseys are sick. Hang them proudly, man. When we got to school oh God, in yeah. 2017 in the fall, Noah and I, we had our we had our Mallards trophy on, on the wall in the dorm room. It was awesome. Got, go. got yeah. a lot of people no, asking questions is, about it, and with no shame, I said, that's our wiffle ball trophy, so we put oh, some respect on our name. I, I love wrapping my hat and my shirts around campus. I love it. Oh, just got a text message there. The <laughs> 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 All right. Well, Jonah, I'm happy you won. Uh, once again, another great guy in this league, great personality. He's a softball player. He's a hockey player, football player. He does it all. He's a jack of all trades. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jonah Heath. Jonah, thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks for having me, Tom. Jack, thanks for having me on. It was good to hear your voice, guys. Thanks, Jonah. Oh, it was great to hear your voice, too, man. All right, good luck right. tonight. See you later. Thank Take you. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, dear, and as my Tom. grandma would say. After interview, every interview with MLW players, what do you say? Just a great guy. Just a great, just a great guy. guy. I already just said that about guy. him. Just a great kid. Well, <laughs> usually, actually, kid. Jonah is younger than me. What is he? Is he 19? 20? Probably 20. Well, he said he's going to school, so yeah. you graduated. I always say, like, great kid. Great guy. Great kid. Everyone. Great guy. Kyle's the only one. No, probably not true. When's your birthday? You're probably older than me, aren't you? Yeah. I, I think. I'm not December. Yeah. Late December. So, yeah, you're older. We're the, we're the oldens. We're the oldies yeah, in the league. Yeah, everyone in our grade is oldies now. Bringing in the young guns, like... What's how old is uh Pearson? Fifteen? Is he even sixteen yet? I think he might be think 16, sixteen just now. But I think someone was driving him to the game. At Dallas and Jackson were both don't have their driver's license, so it's a big, it's a big age gap. I feel like prime wiffle ball career age is like fifteen to thirty. Yeah. After 30, oh wow, that's a big gap. Yeah, it's big. big I think range. there's, there's got to be a decline somewhere in there. Well, that's that's okay. I shouldn't say prime, but I, I should say able years of playing. Yeah. After that. Let the, I mean, you can still play, but in, in, in your own league, let the young guns. It's a youthful game at heart. I mean, but, but no, that but is no, also no, no. It's a great thing. It's, though, it's a great thing is that everyone, everyone can, play, can play. But I That's think true. then 30 plus, you need to find guys that are also 30 plus. And, and want to play and mm-hmm. know that they like, won't get injured playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, I meant when I said youthful, I meant, you know, you play it as a kid. The guys who are playing it when they're older also probably said, "Yeah, I played this all the time yeah, as a kid." That's perfect. You know what I mean? That's what I meant when I said youthful. But my um, I remember this is kind of a cool story actually. I think I may have told this briefly, but when I actually learned my drop ball, when I figured it out by just pretty much by accident, by trying calling things, me and I let I let him know how to throw it. Yeah, Jack actually taught me everything I yep. know. It's he Jack just likes to hide his skills. He likes to be de- deceptive. I'm Tom's pitching coach. Yep. Which means I might be fired soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Jack would have been fired long ago if he's my <laughs> pitching coach. But anyway, um, Sorry. no, it's all good. We um, so that was probably that was a long time ago, twenty twelve maybe twenty eleven. We were like up north at at KK's place, and we were going through like just looking for stuff to do one day. Yeah, and we found a wiffle ball and bat in like just a like a giant bin full of you know like out like volleyballs and badminton stuff and just uh, just miscellaneous stuff right and my uncle miscellaneous sportswear yeah my Sports uncle my, my mom's brother is like oh wiffle ball me and my buddy used to play this all the time and i was like yeah like you know i'm in a league so like, yeah that's right i forgot about that because at this time mlw is very very small you know and we got out the lawn chair just like the sport was meant to be played and uh just one v one out in the out in the little grassy area we had and that's the day i I was showing him like how to throw a slider and a riser and He's like, yeah, I sometimes just put my fingers and like experiment. So I started experimenting, and the next thing I know, I was like, oh my gosh, that pitch was nasty. Oh my gosh, I can throw a twelve six drop. And I was such an athletic, I was such an athletic, athletically gifted kid, until like 
17 maybe that I just within a day I had it perfected. I was just I was just unbelievable at everything I did, sports wise. Those were the days, man. Those were the days, man. I used to be like that too. Well, you're still a Division One athlete, so you're doing something. Yeah, not as not as. Hey, I'm like Bitcoin. All right, I peaked and then I (laughs) sunk, and people are like, "This is never going anywhere, guys." I haven't even hit my high yet. Okay, hasn't hasn't even begun. So you better buy in now because that you buy that Tommy Coughlin jersey now for thirty four ninety nine. That thing will be worth three grand next year okay yeah, you'll be lucky if you have one of those yeah you'll be lucky so hold yeah. on to that sucker tight if you got one already wrap it up get it uh approved frame by frame it who rates pokemon cards psa is that what it's called you would know more you gotta frame me. that baby and get it rated and it'll be worth thousands that is something that is crazy about the pandemic was pokemon? one of the <laughs> wall wall no, you're right. along those lines is like the trading cards and sports card market mm-hmm. just exploded. Exploded. Like so much random things crazily exploded. Caught one of my buddies has like a collection because you know it was the thing that his dad would do with him and his brother, like get him a pack of sports cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Classic thing you'd say to your son, like you know, save these; they might be worth yep. something yep. someday, right? Yep. And he's got a bunch of sweet rookie cards of mm-hmm. guys that you know went on to be. Uh, Good NFL players and are either still in yep. the league. Um, couple like Olympic basketball cards. That's and sweet. His his quote portfolio of trading cards is like incredible. Yeah, I have a lot of trading cards too. But to be honest, I first of all I still have them and they're all in sleeves. Like when I w- we were super into that. Like I would love like if my mom was going to like the grocery store, I would just like go with her so I could try to like Same. con her into getting me ninety nine cent like pack of cards. Or like if I lose a tooth, I get like two bucks under my pillow. Yep. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a pack of cards tomorrow. I get so excited. But, um, yeah, so I still have all those, like, in sleeves and stuff. But the only one I know that I have that could potentially be worth something is I have a Verlander rookie card, Justin Verlander. That's got to be worth something. I think it's worth maybe five, I forget the name of the site, but there's a site you can type in the exact card, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it should be a brand new condition. It'll tell yeah. you how much it, how much. Somebody it DM, DM the pipe it up MLW account on Instagram and let me know how much my Justin Verlander rookie card is worth. If it's north of, if it's north of thirty bucks, that'd be awesome. Not gonna, not gonna Dude, sell it. Way north I'm not gonna sell bucks. it. You think so? For sure. Okay. I think seen. like if it's is it just like a standard card or is it like a, just is, a, is it like a weird like gold one or something or is it I just think like, it's just a standard tops rookie card. Dude, it's gotta be worth more than thirty. What bucks. what what kind of brand were you growing up? What did you like um, to buy or are all things? Cause I, 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 I was, say tops. I see. I feel like I always wanted. I think that's, or maybe that's just the most popular one that I remember. So yeah, I always I wanted it was tops. tops. It was like the standard to me. Yeah. And then, but then, like sometimes, like I'd ask for them for, like for my birthdays and stuff, and like family yeah. members would give me like Upper Deck or other brands. But you know what Ooh. I think was always cool. So I, I had like tops at one and Upper yeah. Deck at cool. Did you ever have any, have any Fleer cards? F L E E R. Maybe think. a couple. That kind of sounds Those familiar. Are really but cool now cards. that you say, what was the one you said? Fleer. Upper Deck. Upper Deck. I that had one. I think. I had mostly, and then like you said, if I got some tops, that was the cool. Sweet. Yeah, was, like, the tops cool. were always the yeah. cooler cards in yeah. my in my opinion. They were just like yeah. aesthetically better looking. Right, exactly. I thought the coolest cards. I think it was the year. It was like '08. I want to say, I was probably into it like hard for like three, four years, and then I don't know what happened. But there was one year where tops had white cards, and they had like bubbles of the team names. Yep. Those were really cool. I yeah. loved those cards. I had a lot of those cards. But there was also like the year before with black with like. I don't know. Tops were the coolest, in my opinion. Yeah. But upper, cool. my, I remember my aunt used to buy me upper deck cards. She's like, I think upper deck always had the best pictures, like for the athletes, which maybe that's a thing, too. But Maybe. I don't know. I'd have, to, 
I'm kind of bummed now, thinking back on it, that I didn't do a better job preserving and keeping my cards. Mm-hmm. I found... Well, I was a nerd. I was I, a total nerd. I found a book of Pokemon cards and sleeves, and... I was never into that. My mom went through it, actually, and, like, looked up all the cards, mm-hmm. and there were some in there that were, like... You know, the most expensive ones were probably in the, like, 25 to $30 that's range. That's awesome, though, for but one card. But there was card, only, dude? like, a couple, though. Well, that's like, 100 bucks in your pocket if you don't... I yeah, mean, people say, like, maybe. they're worth... I don't, I don't know. I feel like Pokemon could be peaking, but maybe not. They're going to age, like, a fine, a fine cheese. I don't know. Well, I also had uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! at one point. Do you remember that? So, I... We had those, and honestly, I never really, like, understood how that no, game No, I never worked. actually played the game but Yeah, me neither, but no. the Schultzes were into it, so, like, I had a lot of those cards, too. Yeah. But I was never into Pokemon, never played the game... I ripped um, all the Pokemon games on DS and Well, Game they were, Boy looking back, I should have played them because, like, when I got my first smartphone in, like, maybe 8th or ninth grade, I, got a, I had a Samsung phone, I got, like, a Game Boy, like, emulator thing. Yeah. And I played Pokemon on that. I did that, And too. that was so, I was like, this game is sick. Why don't I play this more? I So I used to play Pokemon on an emulator on, on my phone. Yeah. And that was so fun. I, and uh, so when you flipped it, like... There was, they're buggy, right? Because it's like yeah, an emulator. Yeah, so def- is that when, even legal? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you're, well, it's fine. If We're not giving if any real advice. No, We're just talking about no. what we may or may I not think it's did. legal. You can download it. But like, if you were playing with your phone straight up, like mm-hmm. let's say I was playing with my phone straight up and I was playing for like an hour. Yep. And then I like laid down. Mm-hmm. The emulator had a weird thing where it didn't screen lock, so it would automatically flip. And when you flip, your game would automatically restart. Oh, and that's it would, horrible. Like, I wouldn't be able, it wouldn't autosave. So it happened to me probably like two or three times where I was playing my game on my phone for, you know, maybe an hour and a half, that two hours. And so I would like just tilt my head or something and lay down and just that's, all that work that just gone. absolutely sucks. Yep. Just vanished into thin air. I hate, like, I've had some, that, those are traumatic days when, like, you're, like, grinding on a video game and, like, something doesn't, doesn't happen as much anymore, but, like, when I had GameCube, like, something doesn't save, like, you lose your progress. I remember, like, what happened? I can remember, <laughs> I was so young. I think I got my GameCube when I was four. Yeah. And, like, but I still had a great time with it. And I remember my, like, younger sister, who was probably, like, almost an infant at the time, probably, like, two or three, like, just learning to talk type of thing. Right. And I, like, she was crawling, she crawled into my room, and I was like, oh, d- don't touch the memory card, Rachel, and that, like, just a toddler, it sets off your mind, like, oh, I'm gonna oh, be a Oh, she's BBC definitely toddler. touching the She pulled it right card. out, and I remember going to my mom and just bawling my eyes out, like, she just pulled out my memory card, <laughs> I lost, I played, <laughs> probably, like, two hours of my life that I lost, but I was so upset. Yeah, GameCube was one that, um, like, my cousins Goated. and all my Goated. friends had that, for some reason, my parents didn't get me one, but it was, like, God, I loved going did. over to my friend's house that had GameCube. GameCube oh, was, my God. GameCube, was my like you just dude. said, is a goaded, goaded console, and the it cool was thing so was, fun. the Still cool thing fun. was, so many kids jumped on, like, the Wii bandwagon, and the Wii could play GameCube games. That was, was cool, too. Which was dope. Uh, the Wii... Wasn't the GameCube was better, man? The GameCube was uh, the Wii. Oh was, no, no, no! The, the Wii GameCube was, really was cool. better, but like the I'm Wii saying, was really cool too, though. Well, like kids could get their parents to buy them the Wii because they would mm-hmm. be like, it's like a family thing. Yeah, you can like yeah. do the golf. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the mom would be like, oh no problem. Like, every let's kid, get this Wii. Every kid right? turned into a Nintendo. Right? Every kid turned into a Nintendo salesman when it came to the Wii. Like, exactly. mom, you can be fit. There's Wii Fit. We yep. can exercise and we can play with the whole family. And even grandma and grandpa can come over and I bowl. And, yeah. I didn't get <laughs> one. I pitched it though. Put on their suit and. 
tie, got their PowerPoint out, and was like, Mom and Dad, this is why we need a Wii. And yeah, and in the back of their mind, they just bought Super Mario Strikers too, and they're just going to play that because yeah. that's the cool GameCube. Yeah, game. yeah. GameCube. But I, I definitely pitched that to my parents. Unfortunately, I didn't get a GameCube or a Wii. I was a PlayStation kid. You didn't have a Wii? Oh. I didn't have a Wii. I was a PlayStation kid. I had the GameCube and the Wii were purchased for me, and then I bought my own P- PS3. I bought like half of it, and then I bought my own Xbox. I remember like I had traded Ooh. in. I traded in Ooh. every what? What made you? What made you switch from PS3 to Xbox? Yeah, literally just I honestly, unbiasedly, I prefer the PlayStation console better. Yeah, hundred percent. It's elite. All my friends, really all my friends that I wanted to play with were on yeah. Xbox. So I was That's like, I'm just gonna buy an says. Xbox. That's now there's cross platforms. So I'd never buy an Xbox again. Yeah, Xbox is glitchy. The controllers are cheap. Um, things crash all the time. Like it'll disconnect from Wi-Fi for no reason. My PlayStation Three ran like a dream. Like no I, issues. I think like this is such a heated debate amongst gamers. Oh, it is. This is huge. We're not like, like huge gamers. We're not thing. huge gamers. Okay, so taking that, taking that into into account, and all the you know my friends has this one, my friends have that one. All that talk aside, if we're mm-hmm. saying really just the functioning of the of the system, I just don't see an argument as well how, some people say they like the xbox controller better which i guess i you could say see, I, I like but i don't i think the playstation is better too mm-hmm. but as far as just a performance console i don't i mm-hmm. really don't i want to wanna get, hear some debates on why we, xbox is better we need to get we need to i'll make sure ward hears about this argument we can talk about it on the twitch stream yeah. wednesday night 7 p.m and I, tv slash mlw and, and i and like i said we're not big gamers i don't know what no. sort of processor the new xbox well, 7, 750 so has or what whatever. I, was just, I don't even know what the latest one what has. i was just speaking on is ps3 and ps4 yes i've actually heard the technology that the sheer technology in the xbox one the, x is more advanced i have heard that as what well. i've i don't know which one's actually running better me neither i don't know which one's which but i know like in terms of the actual hardware i watched like a 10 minute youtube video and the xbox has the better technology so in theory it should in theory it should run better for the newest ones though for the newest ones yeah so we're talking more childhood like ps3 ps3 yeah. ps4 i've played ps4 for a year and a half on my on PS2 even, dude. See, I never had I had GameCube. I never had okay, PS2. Okay, yeah. See, okay, yeah, yeah. But GameCube was awesome. I'm sick. No, I also don't think you can argue that it was just so. GameCube I just good. loved the game so much, and it was so simple. It was great. My, I think if I talk those controllers before, were wacky, but they cool. were. But it was yeah, it was comfortable. They yeah. lasted forever. Like they did. Let me, let me say this. Um, we'll wrap up the conversation on gaming here, but. So, yeah, the Xbox controllers, like I said, are cheap, and I would take... You can ask anybody. I take, like, really good care of my stuff, like, to the point, to a fault almost. And, like, I would never transport an Xbox controller outside the normal box. I would never drop it, never throw it. And I went through two of those in probably 14 months. Just, like, weren't working anymore. I'm like, They just stopped? They're $55 each. Like, you gotta be kidding me, bro. So, I made the... I went on Amazon, did some research... Xbox Elite controller with the paddles, you know, that's like 149. I was reading the reviews. Everyone's like, yeah, after a year, mine stopped working. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, a $150 controller. So I ended up going with a Razer, R-A-Z-E-R branded. Xbox uh, it's called the Razer Wolverine Tournament Edition. It's not their nice, the second nicest one they have. So it does have paddles in the back, but it is wired. It's not Bluetooth, but the cord's six feet, so it's not a problem. But I paid 105 for it on Amazon instead of 120. Best investment I ever made. Really? I've had it for two. I've had it for two and a half years now. Works like a dream. Wow! 
And I remember my dad. So you say you're not a big gamer, but you got paddles on the back. You must be doing a little bit of gaming. Well, once again, not even use them. No, so I was in in college. I was playing. Okay. Freshman, sophomore. Well, it's okay. So if you didn't know, this is kind of a fun fact. People probably don't know about me. Um, sophomore year and junior year, so 2018 to 19, 19 to 20 at Michigan State, I was an RA, which means like you basically like are in charge of your hallway and like making sure kids are in line and and in return you get free room and board. Yep. So basically you save like 10 grand. So like yeah, I would I would game by myself all the time when I was working and stuff cuz like your shifts would be from right. 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. which like I could sleep, but like I had I was at a phone so if I got a call at 3 a.m. like oh people are being noisy, I have to go take care of it. Yeah. Um but anyway, those nights I would like to stay in my room and play video games for a while. And so yeah, it was worth the, it was it was worth every penny cuz I always ne- nice. I, I would have had to buy like three more controllers yeah. in that time span. And now I have a nicer controller that's lasted longer. But I remember cuz my parents were logged into my Amazon account. I pay, get this guys, I pay for my whole family's Amazon Prime. Me at 19 started paying for my whole family's Amazon Prime cuz we didn't have Prime. And wow. I got the student discount and I was like I'll do it. I'll get it. Now they all use it. And I still pay for it. But anyway, um then my dad texts me right away. He's like, "Really dude, a $100 Xbox controller?" <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even think I responded to the text, but it's like it was a good investment. I don't regret it at all. Yeah, I don't think other than one time I can remember as a younger kid I raged out and chucked a controller yeah. and broke it. Other than that, I don't think I ever I've really wanted broke to, a wanted PlayStation to, controller. I've I don't wanted think I've to ever do broke one. I've wanted to Maybe do it Maybe one stopped working on me and then I broke one out of pure rage. But I think that was it. I'm trying to think of times I've raged. I do remember one time. I think I ra- I raged. I-, I would get ragey. I raged as a against child. the computer, which was the worst part. Oh, like you're not even playing. Like I wasn't people? even playing. Yeah, that, that happened. It was like I was <clears> playing <throat> NCAA 14, and mm. I had an undefeated season. Like, oh, going, that would make me so mad. And they, the computer hit like Dude, a game expiring, a game expiring field goal from yeah. like so far out <laughs> that they should not have made, and I Can just whipped my controller. <laughs> It just busts open. Can just I just like, talk about how NCAA 14 may be the most frustrating game of all time in that regard? You'll send out your senior kicker from 50, and he'll come up short. They'll send out their fresh. They'll be out, they'll be like a MAC team. Yeah. Like you'll be in the FCS part of your schedule. They'll send out their kicker. He just knocks one Drills down from it. 59. No it's problem. like, are you kidding me? No problem. We had a dynasty with a lot of the MLW guys, like Noah, Daverco, Alex House, like the Seahawks teams. And oh my gosh, I have like videos. I would like record my screen replays and send it to him in our group chat. I'd have like a wide open receiver for the win, and my quarterback would just overthrow. I'm like, oh, now, oh, now our, oh I'm, my god! I get so <laughs> I would rage so hard or fumbling. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I would rage so much. Bro. Are these uh are the were these online dynasties? Would you yes, guys like online play dynasty. against each yes. other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was like the best out of that group? Not me. Oh god, not me. Noah, because um, he talked a lot. Noah, Noah would play in a slimy way. Yeah, everyone plays a little slimy. I played him a few times. Everyone's pretty slimy. Yeah, but like I think the best players, Stephen McPeak is like a god, but he plays all the time. Yeah, Kyle Garricky was good. Those two, and then Noah would probably be third place. I was horrible. I couldn't. I'm like, I'm literally blind. Like as a quarterback, I can't even. It's like my brain can only focus on one thing. And let's say I'm looking at square, and square's covered. I'll just panic and press circle. It's pick every time. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I have a pretty good run game. Like I have good video game vision, but I cannot play quarterback i'm horrible i always get i'm worse people, i'm a worse quarterback yeah now in ncaa 14 than i am a pitcher in mlw people always get angry with when they play me in like ncaa or madden because i'll just like everyone loves the fast-paced video games like the the nhl and like nba and i mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people don't play madden anymore because it's kind of slow in between play yeah, i don't play so, like, kids, i don't play video games anymore like at all yeah like. so kids <laughs> will like kids will like 
run a play and then just keep smashing no huddle because they yeah. don't even want to go yeah. to the other yeah. screen. Yeah. Whereas like I'm I'm You're like patient. I'm fine with three yards in a cloud of dust football. <laughs> like I'm just marching that down. I'm marching it down Jack's the field. You in the trenches. Yep. It's yep. It's run That's inside, awesome. run That's outside, play, play action. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're mixing it up. Maybe That's... I'll go shotgun, but I just like get kids frustrated at just like how slow I play and then mm-hmm. they try to play too fast on offense and then that's where I just you know house call them with a little pick six actually yeah that's sick no that's actually cool like watching like competitive like Madden games and like you play like you play like legit but that's actually cool and there's so much strategy involved like yeah. shifting your defense and, like audibling and all this crazy stuff that goes on it's like bro I miss playing GameCube NCAA 03 when I'd run like the read op or the right. speed option every play same play so over and over yeah. again yeah Oh, good times! I do miss the GameCube, but NCAA fourteen. That's a frustrating game. I've had my, I've had the most worth rage. a lot though too. Now I it's mean, like maybe it's gonna go down like with the NIL bucks? thing. Is it like a hundred bucks to buy that game? I think more? the last time I checked, it was like sixty-five. It's like the same as like a regular new game yeah. for a PlayStation. I'm surprised 4. it's not more. I have I it. I think. Well, see, I wonder what the NIL thing will Actually, be. Actually, that's a it, lie. I don't have it. I have it. I have still. the digital. And my PlayStation. I have the digital 3. download that I downloaded in like twenty sixteen. Yep, I have the disc. I don't have the disc. I have the disc for thirteen, but that's good for you. On your PS3 or yes, 4? Yes, sir. Do they have it on 4? No. They may have. No. Okay. No. All right. Well, that was a good little That was session. a good little side derail. What do we think? It Should was. we go we have tail a, the rail? We, we, wanted, we want to talk more derby. We, derby? Really talked we didn't even derby. talk about the derby. Yeah. Break, break down the day for me, Jack. Break down the day. Derby day. Uh, derby day was great. Um, it was a long day for sure. Uh, really, Tom can probably speak more on what it went into the actual setup of it. I want to go first off and say you guys don't even really realize the brains behind the operations <laughs> that we have. You should have seen the engineering job that Tom that did so on these I'll talk about that. lefty swag bat times three things that somehow no one hit in the derby, I which know. is something I think I'm going to talk to Kyle about. we got to get more targets hit somehow. The switch-up thing was cool. I'm sure you guys like the switch-up. Um, I was able to... Somehow hit a lefty home run. That was probably the luckiest thing I've ever did. It was pretty close to being foul, but we were in agreement that it was fair. Um, obviously not my best stuff personally, <laughs> but you know Jonah really showed out. Sometimes that's all it takes is you Dude, know one good bald. good round, and then um, you kind of find yourself in the finals. Wardicam lit is awesome. Mm-hmm. I somehow got a new swag cam thing. Swag that was cam. pretty cool. <laughs> unexpected. Uh, unexpected as Warder broke my heart and kicked me out of the derby. But yeah. overall, it was a great day. Props off to all the Diamondbacks, obviously, Jeez, yeah. but um, about, especially about Jonah Russell? and Russell, Russell and Warda. Two of their best showings in the derby with the mm-hmm. quintuple swing off or whatever it was. And also shout out Nick Saylor because he was the um, assist guy for all of Jonah's home runs. He was. And it's funny because you watch in the video, everyone else started using Sailor after You're they right. saw that. You're right. <laughs> and, and I think I it used was him. pretty funny. And then the other thing is you guys got to go back and watch the video again because I, I brought this uh, bat like myself. It's just like a wiffle ball bat I had, and I taped it up with this, this the, tape I had lying this around. This red one? Yeah, it's yeah. this red and black <laughs> bat. And for some reason, every single person was using it in the I derby. And we got a pile of like, like sitting there. I don't know if you guys could see it on camera, but we probably got 15, mm-hmm. 15 to 20 bats lying around. And I'm like throwing it in the pile. Like people are just throwing it in the pile. For some reason, everyone just kept picking this bat out. Um, so you guys should go back and watch it again. That was pretty funny. But Tom, what do you, what were your thoughts on the Derby? 
It was a long day. And if you guys don't know this, which I think you do, but we played the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby on the same day back-to-back. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Let me break down non-Home Run Derby, I guess non-actual competition-based things. First off, rained all day. Big bummer. Huge bummer, as Jack hydrates himself over here. Huge bummer for me. Speaking of rain. Yes, but Jack. (laughs) I'm dehydrated. My tongue's getting wet. H2O. You need it. You need it. So rained all day. Huge bummer. Just like really dampens the mood, and I was very upset about it. My feet were soggy for hours. I, th- I already talked about this the day after. We yeah. already addressed this on the podcast. So anyway, yeah. but those LSB banners, those were <laughs> quite the journey. And honestly, I, I'm not going to say I'm like s- extremely disappointed with how they turned out, but like I wish I would have done an even better job, but there was like nothing I could have done. Imagine trying to hang a... Six foot circular flimsy banner elevated. It's literally a tarp. And getting that f- about, what do you think the bottom was? About six feet off the ground? Yeah. No, maybe five feet. No, it was lower uh, than Daniel. Probably, five. Yeah, yeah. It was a disaster. And I didn't have, this was so last minute. Got this together with Lefty Swagbats, the sponsor of it. And I had a whole debacle with the banner manufacturing company. That's a whole other story I don't want to get into. But. I end up getting both banners, and I have about 24 hours to figure out how I'm going to do this relatively you know, cheaply, and I, I can't have anything shipped to do this. I need to do this with what I have in the Brighton, you know, in our local area, and they need to look good enough for a YouTube video or that thousands of people are going to see. So it ended up being dollar store hula hoops and wooden slabs that I found like in our workroom at home, duct taped together, then duct taped to the banner. And it was hard to duct tape things because it was wet, so nothing was wanting to stick. And then that contraption was then bungee corded to ladders, which were then placed on top of picnic tables. I don't know. It was literally, like I said, I'm not proud of how they looked, but I'm not ashamed. They looked, they were serviceable. But like, it's they just were serviceable. so funny because that's the type of stuff you guys just will never see. Like, that's the insight you get on this podcast is that stuff. Because from the video, dude, those things look great. They look, those things like are said, standing they were great out there. I w- you, you're you're selling yourself short time. I know. He's got these hula I like hoops to be perfect. taped up to these like wooden planks in some cross it was, formation. It was, it was nasty looking. It was immaculate, honestly. I think he's selling himself. I probably short, find some pictures to post on the pipe up MLW. You guys like those bonus posts that I put up yeah. there of, the, of the things like the arcade games and stuff. Yeah, you should fish. post one. People like those. Thing. I'll try to get them up there, but yeah. So they were serviceable. Um, I always like to give my best, especially for like when it's a sponsored thing like that. I want to make sure his logo looks good and everything looks good. But like I said, we were on, we were working on like three days time and it was yeah, such a impressive. mess. And I'm, and it was like, I was having to call back and forth with the banner company to like get this done while I was working my other job. So it was just, it was a mess, but it was serviceable. Yes. And as I, I mentioned, thought, I, I got, thought they were good. go ahead. Yeah. They no, were, they were serviceable. Say, they were mosquitoes good. were horrible that day. The mosquitoes, oh. have, mosquitoes have gotten the best of me all summer long, to be honest. Um, but I've lost so much blood at the Meadows. Overall, I'm excited for you guys. <laughs> I'm excited for you guys to see the All-Star game. I just farted. Uh, Hopefully hopefully it doesn't smell. Um, Excited for you guys to see the game. It was a super fun one. It always is a good time. Um, Especially it's cool now with like, it's a big group of people. And a lot of people it's we didn't really, know before. It's just such a it's community cool, It's now. cool to see everybody like get such excited about it. That's not just like It was a league friends. at one point and still is, but now mm-hmm. I would say it's a community. It is a community. It's a good. It's a good group of guys. I wish I could spend more time with everybody, but it's... It's not easy. It seems easy, and maybe it could be easier, but it's not. It's not easy. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a great day. I thought the derby was a lot of fun. Um, it was surprisingly, like performance-wise, not the greatest overall. 
in the All Star game? No, the Derby. 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 Well, I think like you said, the the rain had a factor. Mm-hmm. It's really tough to get in a rhythm when your feet are just all over the place in the box, and when it it's was super muddy, so gross. It's really tough to so like. Gross. It's really tough, like, because in the Derby, like Jonas said, it's one thing to hit off a ball that's coming in at like sixty-five yep. miles an hour, but mm-hmm. to hit a ball over the fence, it's not necessarily hard. You just got to get in the right rhythm of doing it, and mm-hmm. when you got to reset to the same spot every time you swing. It gets harder, whereas, like, you know, you can keep that back foot planted. You're kind of just, like, step, swing, step, swing, yeah. step, swing. So it made it harder for people to get in rhythm. And, um, you know, again, hats off to Jonah. He was able to find it. But I think that factored in a little bit mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I also want to mention, too, how – and you guys can let us know if you like this or dislike this, but we're still using the old – I say old, like five years ago – MLB format of doing the 10 outs – as many home runs as you can hit, whereas now they're on a time limit thing. And the reason that we do this, and the reason I like it, actually, is because it is very rhythm-based. Mm-hmm. I think if we did do, like, as many home runs as you can in a minute, like, you'd see guys like Kyle Schultz, Daniel Schultz, Sailor winning because they just, they'd just they find it and then they just go off. But this is, like, so mental. It's a mental it's a strategy game. you got to find your rhythm, stay confident, yeah. and hit that rhythm. Like, Jonah Heath, very, I didn't have him on my radar for winning that derby, and he killed it. Yeah, I mean, I think that... I think that the ten outs is fine. I think, like I you like said, it. it's, it's it's it adds some. It's on your time. There's a mental thing to it's it. A me- it's a mental. You, know, you get to five outs. Like, like whoa! I mean, of course, you get to thirty seconds and you don't have any home runs. That would be also mentally scaring. But like, you can just pop off. But well, if re- you if but it takes it takes like it takes swings to pop off, right? You got to hit one, yes. and then hit another one, and then you're like, all right, that's the spot. The reason that the thirty second thing is not as stressful or a mental game is because there's no consequences of not hitting a home run. You just keep going. Right. This time, every time you swing and don't hit a home run, it's one right. more out against your total. So it's yeah. like a much more of a You got to pick game. and choose. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, when it comes down to crunch time and you swing on a bad one because you really want it, it, it hurts sucks. way more. It whereas, sucks. like, when, it, when you got the time, mm-hmm. you can swing at a bad one all you want. And exactly. you might even hit a home run. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. So I, I like the 10 out rule. I think we should keep it. And the gold ball, that's mm-hmm. always cool. The targets are fun. The targets are don't fun. Don't get hit that much. They got to get hit more. It's, I, I mean, don't know if we got to add more well, of the them thing or is, just so make them bigger. If you want to do that, like a cool thing like we did with Lefty Swag Bats this year, I will make sure it gets planned in advance next time so I can like actually have like a cardboard cutout type thing so it's like yeah. sturdy. I don't have to engineer some weird thing at the last second. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but that's that's my thoughts another, on it. Another, another successful Another derby great sure. derby. The, the trophy. The trophy. Day. trophy was sweet. That we talked about. That trophy is so cool. I want to. I want to get one. The of those only so bad. thing I have that was bad was the rain. Rain was horrible. Yeah, but, but I feel like we talk about we hit weather every single podcast. It's we nothing do. new in Michigan. It's nothing new. We're just getting it's never ideal. Dumped on, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. All right, we'll be right back. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we're back. I had a short little bathroom break there like Jack. He inspired me last week to go to the bathroom in the middle of the podcast. So You got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. Nature calls. Got to pick up the phone. All right. Let's jump into the cue of the day. Q. 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 of the day. All right. This week's Q of the day 
is going to come from Austin Riley on Instagram. To submit your questions, please send them to at MLW on the gram. But Austin underscore Riley 3 has a question for Tommy and Swagner, Jack and I. And he says, how does Mr. Schultz keep track of the stats during the games? This is a very simple question, but now that I think about it, a lot of you guys might wonder how that goes down because he's a stats guy. And some of you may not know about baseball statistics and how that goes down. So I, I can break this down for you. I don't know if Jack knows too much about this. Jack, are you familiar? I, the, all I know really is that he does it all in this one book mm-hmm. that sort of squares out the innings or batters or something. Mm-hmm. You, should, you should talk about it it's more. Quite, it's quite simple. Um, I can shout them out. They are an official sponsor of ours. Dick Sporting Goods. You can go to your local Dick's. And you can get yourself, like, it's like called, like, a baseball. It's Dick's branded little baseball, like, scorekeeper book. And you'll open it up. It's a booklet. And you're going to see what looks kind of like a lineup card and a bunch of, like, basically a bunch of mini baseball fields across the whole sheet. Okay? And now how, you work, how it works is you have your, you write down your batting order on the sides for both teams. Or, well, in real baseball, it would just be one, it'd be one page per team. With right. all, we just cram it all onto one page. Um, whoa, good voice crack there. Um. And uh, so, yeah, we write down the names of the players, and then each at-bat, he just writes down. Um, he even keeps that count in there, too. You can mark on balls and strikes. But basically, you just, like, circle the outcome of the at-bat, whether it's a base on balls, a single, double, triple, home run, or a strikeout you write in. And then, like, based on the outcome, you kind of, like, draw the player around the bases, if that makes sense. So that's not too difficult. You can look it up. It's pretty standard. Now, where this comes into play here is, um, I'll give you guys another little hint if you're trying to start your own league or anything like that, um, is... Um, LeagueLineup.com. Do you, you know what that is, Jack? Of course I do. That's okay. that's the powerhouse that runs our. That is. That's kind of like yeah. That's that's like the. I guess you could say the soft. It's like the home of our website. Yeah. It's like the software that runs it. It's what we run it through. It's very very simple to use. So what I do is I take that book from Mr. Schultz and I input it into LeagueLineup.com for each game. And then once I put down like how many at bats a player had, how many walks, strikeouts, hits, singles, doubles, all that kind of stuff. All I do is click save for that game, and then everything is automatically updated. Batting average, total home runs, everything's automatically done for us. Super, super simple. Up on the site. So um, those kind of go hand in hand. You need one guy keeping track of what's actually happening during the game, Mm -hmm. and then you need to somehow record it and get your results. So I wouldn't recommend hand calculating your batting average every time your guy gets in that bat and it changes. It should all be done digitally. There's probably plenty of platforms out there that will do that for you. We just use LegalLineup.com. Yeah. I mean, you, you could easily build just like an Excel oh, thing too yes, you if could. you wanted it just and for I yourself. And I actually you could easily recommend do one. that. Yeah. One thing that you should learn in life is Microsoft Excel. It'll help yeah. you in everything you that do. That would be such a easy but yet um, insightful activity yeah. for you guys if you are running your own leagues or you know doing whatever you uh, want to do where you would involve this sort of scoring system or whatever. You could Excel. easily make a uh, master. Excel spreadsheet that you know you could just punch in a couple numbers that would update itself and you'd have all your stats right in one spot. You want to easily impress someone when you're either in college or you're in a first job or something oh, like yeah. that is if like they're watching over your shoulder and you're in Excel and you're just bing 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 bing. Yep. You know you're like clockwork on that thing. Oh yeah. That'll impress anybody so fast. And it's actually really useful for a lot of things too. Ryan Kelly is a big Excel guy. I like Excel a lot too. Ryan Kelly we should get him on the podcast. Sure, he's just a we could have a four-hour podcast, honestly. But Ryan Kelly has created <laughs> like his own like spreadsheet that like calculates the predicted outcomes of like college basketball games. It's insane. Yeah, I'm not. That, so cool. that literally doesn't surprise me at all. Does it's it work? So cool. I mean, not, not really, really, but it's still like it gives yeah, a result. Yeah, but at it least you're trying. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. My first internship I had, I did a lot of Excel work, and I learned so much, and it's so useful for, like, so many things. It's Even, incredible. Like, lists. So you can just do so much with it. So, yeah, I would recommend that, actually, if you if you don't want to use a website. That was a great cue of the day. I'm glad we talked about Microsoft Excel, honestly. Yeah. I'm good, passionate good about Excel. I don't know why. People say, like, oh, my job, I just do Excel. But Excel, like, I don't know. It's cool. I love Excel. It's a powerful tool. It's a powerful tool. Yo, Pod Squad, it's Tommy here. Sorry for the brief interruption. We do have an ad read before we move on with the rest of the show. And this week's ad is in regards to Brent's Bricks. Do you guys enjoy building or collecting Lego? Or did you used to have Lego as a kid and have thought about getting back into the hobby? The Brent's Bricks YouTube channel is right for you. He does set reviews, vlogs, Lego news, live builds, Lego giveaways, and more. There is so much new and awesome Lego products coming out in these recent years, so there's never been a better time to get into or back into the great hobby that is building and collecting Legos. And on top of that, Brent is a huge fan of MLW and of the Pipe It Up podcast. Shout out to you, Brent. So go ahead, drop a comment on his YouTube videos, and let him know that Pipe It Up sent you. Thank you, Brent's Bricks. Go check them out and drop a like on their stuff. Back to the show. What else do you want to talk about today, Jack? What are you feeling with those shades on? I can't even see your eyes, but I know you're, you're thinking of something over there. Um, I, got, I got some stories. I heard you had a story. You I said do you have, have a story. story. I do have a story. Should, okay, we, yeah. should we go tail the rail? Yeah, you got to cue it. Cue All the right. tail Cue the tail the rail. Tail the rail. There's a cumulonimbus coming in from the western front. <laughs> Okie doke. So, um... <clears throat> First of all, hope everyone had a great great weekend. I know we didn't um, we didn't catch up this weekend. Yeah, Jack. we didn't we're really just, catch up. We're falling apart. We're po- we're uh we're falling out of love. Yeah, you, man, it's sad to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you can hear a little bit about my weekend and okay. some stories of past Thank trips God. up here. We're gonna be able to sleep without talking to you about your weekend. Right. So. Uh, we we've talked about um, fishing before mm-hmm. on this podcast. We've also talked about the uh, up north concept. Uh, yeah, on the podcast. So I'll put those two together. And um, yeah, this this place I was at up north this weekend, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's right on uh, the Asable River in Michigan, and one of the the best fishing rivers really in Michigan for Asable. trout. I'm familiar with the Asable. Yeah, and um, so I've done fishing on the river before. Mm-hmm. Um, and this actually happened to me last year. We kind of we go up there every summer for a week or weekend or whatever, and. Um, this ri- I'll preface this by saying this river is very fast. It is. And, like, um, it'll test your strength. It'll test spots. your strength. And um, it's also, it, and since it's so fast, it's really hard to fish a different style on the river other than fly fishing. Mm-hmm. Like kind of the only way you can really do it is if you're fly fishing in a drift boat where you can anchor down somewhere and fish or kind of fish, hence on the, you know, yep. on the fly really. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm not doing that. I'm fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fishing with just my regular like spinning stuff or bait mm-hmm. caster or whatever. And it's very it's very tough to navigate this river. You know, you're getting snagged on stuff, and then when you're snagged, very you rocky. can't get it off. Um, and the river's pushing you down. Now you're fighting up against the stream to get your uh, lure yeah, off. If sucks. you're trying to save it, it's very hard. So, uh, just a pro tip. Before I get into this, I would not recommend <laughs> fishing this type of style in a kayak oh. um, because it can get dangerous very quickly. Um, I had <laughs> I had uh, actually snagged my lure on um, a couple different pieces of structure and was able to get it off just mm-hmm. by kind of, you know, um, paddling back up to it. 
and either tightening my line down so that my rod's kind of in the water and I almost just poke it off the structure or find it a different way. Mm-hmm. So this happens to me again. I get hung up in this tree. It's kind of falling down in the river. And um, I'm sort of paddling back upstream, back over to it to kind of get it unlodged. And um, the next thing I know, <laughs> basically my kayak sort of got trapped like in the branch and the water oh that's flowing um, like over and through the branch that's now falling in the water mm-hmm. is like is going faster than what I just crossed through to get there. Yeah. So now my kayak is turned perpendicular in the river mm-hmm. and the water just rushes into my kayak. Now. Oh. So now, now my kayak is completely flipped and um, I you basically in, I'm underwater, underwater now. Yeah, so underwater I'm underwater, point? yeah. And um, I, I get the kayak off me. The kayak's basically gone now um i think i it was like i said it was a year ago and i'm uh was scrambling in the moment but i might have grabbed my phone that was in a bag i had it in a bag so i think i grabbed my phone when it all when it all came out and then i grabbed my rod Mm -hmm. and then all the rest of the stuff that was in the kayak is now either in the river or floating down at this point jack i feel bad for you. but this isn't really the worst part because i was actually stuck like trapped on the tree by mm-hmm. my shirt so oh. now the water is still rushing <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> being horrible. sucked underneath <laughs> the tree so now i'm basically pinned under this tree like mm-hmm. underwater in the river and i have to like kind of swim down where my shirt is on mm-hmm. there and i'm trying to get it off and i can't i end up just ripping my shirt off this tree underwater and like basically made like a reverse cutoff for me on one side of my shirt it just ripped up the Jeez. whole side and I was able to get out. I actually think I was able to save the the lure that even got me in that situation <laughs> in the first place. And the, and luckily, um, my uncle was a, only a little bit ahead of me, and I was sort of able to like get his attention. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed some of my stuff that was like floating down the river and got my kayak. But I actually lost him for a while. I didn't know where he was at, so I was sort of like on my own now. And everyone Jeez. in the group is like probably you know a good. 15 minutes paddle ahead of me, which is a while. So now I'm kind of on my own. I'm walking through like random people's yard to try to find my uncle and whatever. And Mm -hmm. I end up blinking back up with them. And um, he was able to preserve most of my stuff. I don't think I lost anything important. My phone was fine. And I came away with nothing but a few bumps and bruises and scratches. But it can can get scary quick. So that's a little um, piece of wisdom. I've only ever fly fished on that river. I have, I have uh, I, like twice. I've I fly, I uh, actually caught my first fish on a fly on Me that too. river. I've o- um, only fish so I've ever caught on that river. And uh, only fish on a fly was that. Yeah, river. I don't think I'm ever gonna fish it a different way now. That sounds scary, dude. It was that, sketchy. Like when you're underwater like that, like you're trying to do something is very stressful. It's very stressful, and it's one thing when you're like in a pool mm-hmm. or in a lake, but this is like. A fast the water i like i don't know i don't know the science of how of how uh fast it's flowing but it's so cold it's fast it's so cold like it's hard it's to so walk fast. to walk straight across the river is hard in some spots because it moves yeah, so quick every every morning usually i'll kind of jump in the river just to like wake myself oh, up oh god you wake up in an instant oh yeah but it's yeah. like a charm because it literally you hit the water mm-hmm. and you don't even realize how cold it is yeah, until your body frozen. just like stop you just can't breathe your chest just yeah. feels like you just can't breathe it's that cold mm-hmm. and so yeah it is a little bit stressful when you're 
trapped underneath this fallen That's tree. That's terrible. But I have. I'm here to tell the tale, which is the best. He's still the, alive, which is the moral baby. of the story. Here to tell it. Um, but be careful out there. Seriously, the water's sketchy. Yeah. I have. Um, I still remember this, even though it was not that serious. But at the time, I was like, <laughs> when you're a kid, just your brain jumps to conclusions so fast. One of the first day I ever learned how to like kneeboard, which is a very easy thing to do. Like it's much easier than wakeboarding or water skiing. Yes, kneeboarding super simple. But the kneeboard that we had was probably from like the 80s or 90s. My cousin's old one, and it was still up north of this cabin where we were at. And so I get behind um, a boat and I'm kneeboarding, and like there was actually like a, you could strap yourself into it once you like got up on it. If that makes right, sense. Right. Right. Yeah. So I like strapped myself in super tight. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I'm like having a good time. And I actually did a 360 on my first try, which is pretty cool. Ooh. I was so light as a kid. Like it wasn't even yeah. hard. I just like flipped around. That's impressive though. Um, so anyway, I'm like coasting into shore. I'm like ready to like let go of the rope and kind of glide in towards shore. And so I do that. I'm like, this is so fun. I'm, it's really easy and I'm good at it. And like, so I'm then strapped in. And then, yeah, the kneeboard just like, I slow into a stop. And then I just tip and I'm upside down, strapped in, just sitting there. And I'm like, I'm dying. I'm going to die. I'm like, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, this is it. I'm dead. That thought <laughs> and, crossed my mind. And then, too, like, story, probably within two seconds, I just pulled the Velcro off and got out. But I remember thinking, like, oh, I'm dead. Like, that's it. That's <laughs> I remember being like, I kneeboarded. It, it wasn't even like, that's it. it wasn't even like panic. It was like, oh, wow. I just, like, I just died. Like, yeah. I'm going to die. And then I was like, wait, I can just get out of this. <laughs> I had that same, I literally <laughs> had that same exact thought process in mm -hmm. the story I told where I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, my shirt's caught. The water's like sucking me underneath this tree. Yep. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Oh wait, I rip my shirt off. I'm fine. Have you ever had any near death experiences, Jack? That's probably the closest one I've really? had. Probably because that's not even that. I'm not saying it's bad, not no. serious, but it's not that close. We're lucky. No. Um, or were you like? Was it pretty I'm bad? To think. Was I'm, it pretty bad this weekend? It's that was that was last year. Oh, last but, year. Yeah, okay. that was last year. But okay. um, um, let's see. You got one on the top of your head. About myself. Yeah. I don't really think so. I've been kind of caught in a tornado ish. That could where be that scary was like too. scary, but I wasn't really like mm -hmm. you know. It's not like I'm flying through the air and I, then um, I somehow survive. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Jack, <laughs> you know I'm kind of hunkered. Jack's off well, the like, ground. It's so, it was one of the weirdest things. Yeah, it, it was one of the weirdest things. We literally got caught in this tornado on this road trip, and mm. it was like. So I don't even remember. Road where trips we're are scary because you're not usually checking the weather when you're yeah. driving, and all of a sudden you just like yeah. come around a turn like through the valleys or whatever you're driving, and just we, boom. We ended up basically that happened to me one time too. It was really scary. We had to pull over. Yeah, we ended up basically parking the car at this some whatever building was the closest building that we found because we were in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. and the people who it was like some sort of store, and they wouldn't even let us inside during mm -hmm. the thing. They were like, "No, you're on your own." I don't know if it was for like wow. liability sake Jeez, or something. Like I don't know harsh. why, but we were basically sitting in this car in this parking lot. Um, it was a couple of my family members and friends basically just like eating Oreos. Like mm -hmm. we, we might not make it through this, but like at least we had some Oreos. That was our last. Jeez. Yeah. I'm trying we to were think. Totally fine. I remember. Well, I don't remember this, but near death, I guess you could say my house did burn down as a, as an infant. I was just over one year old. So that's what? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of another story. I can't, have, I don't have any details about that. Okay. But yeah, our house that's did burn down. We, we did knock it down and rebuild. Um, we got out. Over it was here? in the middle of the night. Yeah. Right here. Wow, that's that's how we met. That's how we met the Schultzes, guys. That's the night we met the Schultzes. My parents, Is your house burned down. So we walked. My parents took us across the street when the fire department got there, and we watched our house go down in flames. And then the Schultzes. This was at like four a.m. The yeah. Schultzes woke up from the commotion and then walked over and like well, introduced themselves. What was the cause? So they weren't able to determine an official cause. My dad said that he had like a lantern that he thinks may have gotten left on in the garage, and the st fire started in the garage. 
That's what he thinks. There's, we don't know. They're, they never determined a cause. Okay. But Well, hopefully it was an accident. It was an accident. Um, not Dan throwing a pipe no, on. No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Dirty Dan. He's always one step ahead of me, That was the Schultz's and Tommy's first interaction. That was. Dirty was, Dan. He was wasn't even Dan born yet. committing arson well, <laughs> in his house. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even born yet. That's how long no, ago it was. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, though. I haven't been in any serious car accidents. Um, no, I don't. Oh, I told you my story of my car accident. Yeah, but not on the pod. Yeah, but that wasn't. I wasn't anywhere close to dying. Yeah, I don't think I've been pretty lucky. I haven't been too close to dying. I don't think. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't remember anything, so that just tells you I haven't been too That's close. Good. That's, That's usually good. That's good. Tom. Thing. That's yeah. usually a good thing when you can't think of uh, near-death experiences. I feel like the there's been situations though where I like. I'll do something and I'll like, then I'll think about it, like two minutes later. I'm like, whoa, that could have been really bad like, if I wasn't oh, yeah. careful. That happened. I, speaking of car crashes, that happened to me one time. I went to a gas station and put my card in to pump the gas. And it said, for some reason, sometimes my card's just janky. And mm-hmm. it was like, go, like, it was like, see cashier. Mm-hmm. So I had to go inside and pay. And that, like, 15 seconds or 30 seconds that it took me to go inside and pay. Mm-hmm. Now I've finished pumping my gas, and the car ha- ahead of me pulling out of the gas station just gets totally smoked by this guy. Like, just, it was wow, a, right in crazy. front of me. That's and it crazy. was like, if it was, it was like, I could have easily yeah, been, been in that car if that gas thing just would have worked mm-hmm. properly. Yeah. I feel like I've done some things. Like, I've been in a car where I'm like, whoa, I was almost just in an accident right there, but like, I'm never that yeah, close. But, but not like, yeah. Driving is sketchy. I mean, dr- people are afraid to, like, fly and do certain things because they're dangerous. Like, driving is one of the most dangerous things you can do, but it's, it's, you, you it's, need it to, like, live and operate in society. It's so... It's so dangerous. I'm, yeah. It's really just frustrating, like, just looking over, like, at people on the highway and seeing how many people are just doing Stupid not things. smart stuff yeah. while they're driving. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not smart. Be careful. You never think it can be you until it's you. Until it's you. One of my sister's... Best friends lost her dad this year to a car accident, which is very sad. And I didn't even—I I don't even know the girl that well, but I was like sh- just shooken up by that story because it's like it's just crazy how you can wake up one morning and your whole life has changed upside down like that. Yeah, I mean, it just takes an instant. You got to be takes, smart. W- it takes on one time. Doesn't you don't have to be a bad driver. It can take one bad decision. One it doesn't even have to be you. You got to yeah, be a defensive be, ex- driver. Exactly. It could be someone else that causes you got to be it. driving with the notion that other people uh, could yeah. be hitting you so you got to be locked in and it yeah. let's and it's sad like it could take a car accident or like someone in your life getting seriously hurt for you to like wake up and realize that but listen to me listen to listen me speak. to us now listen to swagner yes listen to swagner listen to the pipe it up podcast now driving is a dangerous dangerous thing that we all it's do it's a every dangerous day. game and so is uh kayaking and fishing <laughs> and techniques that you're not supposed to that use. is dangerous water like water sports are dangerous boating's dangerous all that kind of stuff but yeah you were telling the kneeboarding thing. I think kneeboarding was so fun, but it was also it was. like I at least like, love it. If you like went, well, so I lived on a lake. Oh, I lived next to a lake, you but not did. on a lake. Mm-hmm. So I had plenty of friends who yeah. had boats, right? So cool. Which That's is what the you best want. friend it's, to yeah, have, it's right? The best friend to have. Best friend to have is a yeah. friend who has a boat. They always say that, but yep. it's, it's true. It's really true. And kneeboarding was always a sport going out as kids, where it's like, all right, let's try wakeboarding. Oh no, you can't wakeboard. 
Let's try water skiing. Oh, yeah. you can't water <laughs> ski. And then from there, it was kneeboarding. And if you couldn't kneeboard, tube. then we're going back to the tube. Yep. yep. So that's that's kind of the order it went in. But yeah, I, I never, I don't fun. think I've ever, because like I said, all the stuff we have up north is super old and janky. Like the water skis we have are like actual wooden water right. skis. But I've, I've used <laughs> that's them. That's crazy. I've used them. Yeah. I never did the wakeboard. It just looked too janky. I was never able to but successfully. Actually, the wakeboard is probably less janky than the water skis. It's probably newer. But the. Um, wakeboard. I was always like when we were doing water sports like that. Yeah. I was always too young. Like it was too big of a board for right. me. And then when I was like old enough to do it, like no one was into it anymore, so I never did it. Same, but same. Well, as a kid, I used to go up to uh, my aunt and uncle's cottage, again up mm -hmm. north, and um, <laughs> I was real young. I was probably eight or ten somewhere in there, and got up water skiing my first try. Ripped around the whole lake like mm -hmm. three times. Got tired and got off. And then when I was old enough to really actually try wakeboarding you know yeah. i snowboarded and stuff for yeah. a fair amount of years mm -hmm. i just could never get Shout up i couldn't Brighton. figure it out i couldn't figure out how to wakeboard i couldn't get the i couldn't get up like if mm -hmm. i was able to get up i knew i would be good but Except i tried so many times and was never able to pull myself up well, maybe I, maybe once or twice but yeah one thing i've never i've never wake surfed you ever wake surfed before no that's really that i it looks really hard. cool i can't um, cool. i can't believe the people who will turn their you know super expensive boats on like autopilot and oh yeah i know their own boat I know, that's, that's crazy. crazy to me dude um that's wild i've i tried to when i was really i mean i still am pretty skinny but when i was really skinny like a shrimp like eighth grade or freshman year of high school my dad has a buddy who has a really nice boat like that with they can put up a big wake they were trying to teach me how to surf but like i my legs were not strong enough to do it i couldn't get up yeah so i haven't tried that was eight years ago i haven't tried since then so it's a weird it's a weird strength like the water sports are the epitome of something where it's like people say, "Oh, I didn't know I had that muscle." Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. uh, I didn't know I didn't know you could get sore there, mm -hmm. right? You get you yeah. you wake up after a long day of tubing, dude. Your body <laughs> dude, is, is so actually, wrecked. I, like you're was, you're sore, like they say in places you just never knew you could get sore. Yeah, talk about um like a hobby that I just would was just obsessed with as a kid, and then haven't done it now in years is tubing. I yeah, would tube same. all day, every day, as a, if I could. Once again, we don't. We didn't live on a lake, but my dad had a little speedboat, and my aunt and uncle had the lakes. We put the boat in there, and oh my gosh, you couldn't get me off the lake. I well, loved I, the tube. I think so that's fun. I think that's part of it, though. Like as a kid, you're just you're just a little rag doll out there, like yeah, getting bopped as around. Kid, as like an adult, like it, be the bumps terrible. I hit, like I might <laughs> snap a vertebrae. Yeah. You know, I might not even fall off, but I could get uh, injured just <clears throat> you know scorping myself yeah. on the I tube have, I like have, i don't need to be yeah doing no that. i agree with you 100 percent. i'd rather be the guy watching them at the tube in the back yeah being like yeah faster I mean, we're so we're so <laughs> how are we so old we're so young i know but to, well to it's finish scary. off on that note and i think a lot of you guys stereotype me as the old guy and i'm this and that but um i agree with jack and it's, it is different when you get a little older and just just the not playing sports every day thing like it your body changes. You know what I mean? Where you well, still, you I still, tell you, you still I tell you though. what, I guess playing you sports do. every day also takes a wear and tear on your body. Maybe too, that's so why you gotta keep that in mind. Maybe There's that's a fine why, line. Yeah, I guess you're right. But um, you gotta find that balance. To wrap up my story, um, so yeah, my, a lot of my buddies, non wiffle ballers, make fun of me and they're like, Oh, dude, like you're always complaining that you're hurt and like your back hurts and this and that and you're like injured, like, your chest is injured now, like what's going on? I'm like, dude, we're just getting old and like it just happens. Um so then my buddies, Noah and Nate Lies, you guys might know them. They're both technically Mallards at one point. Noah, you guys know well. Nate, not so well. But anyway, they played in a basketball tournament last weekend, three on three, and Nate tore his Achilles. And I was like, see, oh that's what you get. You're making oh, fun of me. Dude, what We're a, getting old. What a 
Oh, what a crappy injury. We're getting old. I feel really, really bad for him, actually. He had oh. to have surgery a couple of days ago. So, Nate, you'll never hear this, but if you hear this, hope you have a speedy recovery. But uh, that's all I got for episode 56, folks. You got anything else, Jack? I don't think so. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it went well. Mm-hmm. Good call with Jonah. I have one final thought just to prove to you guys I'll read your criticisms and your, your praises. Someone said that we focus too heavily on Michigan-based stories. We should try to not do that because they can't relate because they're not from Michigan. Isn't that interesting? Oh, we definitely do. We do, but I feel like we give pretty good context. <laughs> we as try. To, we try. Yeah. But we'll keep it but, in mind. We'll keep uh, yeah, it in mind. That's, we appreciate that. When that's I was looking good at, feedback. When I was looking for cues of the days during my bathroom break, I, uh, I, I, read, I came across that comment, so I found it interesting, but... Um, we'll keep that in mind. That's but we do feedback. we we do try to keep it uh, applicable to all audiences. Yeah, we try, and you guys will see. You know, maybe this podcast inspires you to maybe kick off your own, and mm-hmm. you find you know me and Tommy, we do have history together. We went to school together, and we've been friends. But um, typically through conversation, you tend to talk about things that are in common between you, mm-hmm. regardless, and. Uh, me and Tom happen to live pretty close to each other in the Great Mitten State, so mm-hmm. we might tend to gravitate towards that stuff. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the feedback. We'll look to mix in some more, um, yeah. you know, varied stories mm-hmm. in terms of our region. We'll try to always get the context necessary that you need right. as well. Right. But we're doing the best we can. Um, like I said, I, we appreciate the criticisms and the feedbacks, though. But that is going to do it for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, thank you so much, everyone who's tuning in every week. And um, we appreciate it. We appreciate you guys showing the love on the Instagram. Um, the plays are going up every week, which is great to see. Um, make sure you guys are tuning in to all the MLW content as well, whether it's the Twitch stream, the YouTube channel, the Patreon, all that good stuff. And um, catch you next week, baby. Skr, skr. <laughs> And we are back, back in the Schultz's basement. It is Monday, August 7th. This will be coming out tomorrow for you guys, Tuesday. Jack, the date is not August 7th. What did I just say? You said August 7th, dog. Oh, my God. I just read it wrong. Oh, my God. Hashtag blooper. Hashtag blooper.